All right, so we just got to hear La Mer, Charles Trenet. Beautiful song. Definitely brings me back to uh, Bike Ride Through the Pyrenees when uh, I was with Stu and, and Britt, and Britt and I get off at the airport, and our ride is taking us to Couillère, which is around the corner from Perpignan, and I suddenly look down at my, at my Google Maps with the woman who's giving us a lift, and I say, hey, I think we missed the turn for Perpignan. And she's like, oh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think we did. And we went like an hour out of our way and then couldn't find an exit and had to turn back around. And anyway, so it was a, it was a jumbled start to a ride through the Pyrenees, but that song brought me back. Well, I, I, lo- I love the fact that what, like a year later, you're up in Greenville uh, and you run into George Hincapie. For those of you who aren't cyclists. George you know, Hincapie and like, Christian Vandeveld, yeah. yeah you know, on the Mount Rushmore of U.S. cyclist. And, uh, and, and, you, and you tell George that you've, you've done the Pyrenees. And he said, well, where'd you start? And you say, well, we went from Couillère to San Sebastian. Sebastian. And he said, oh, you went the wrong way. He you said, went- oh, you went that way. Everybody usually goes the other way because right. you've got the wind behind you. Right. I was like, come on, man. Uh, all I know is that in that moment, I couldn't have been happier having like a completely normal conversation about cycling with one of the legends of the sport right. like you know talking about the different climbs and 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 you know the different directions to go and the little towns it, it's it was pretty special yeah. yeah that's just so it's so nice to spend time with you know i've i've never met brendan um just recently started listening to his music yeah wow, what a great songwriter and you know i love his that albums yeah i don't Simplify, know there's something green. really for me about a good singer songwriter with a piano yeah. that can really tug on my heartstrings there's yeah. something about it if it's done well i mean of course you know we he we play elton john mm-hmm. candle in the wind and you know that's the essence of that conversation but Brendan, you know, his music will do the same thing. It's yeah. it's really, really powerful. What were what were some of the moments that really sort of stood out for you in that conversation? I love the the mentorship and the idea that there's this individual and you know, it comes into more and more clarity the older I get how important it is to not look at somebody for just who they are in that moment, but for who they could be. And knowing that he had somebody like that in his life who not only recognized it, but Brendan, it wasn't like he was going, I'm going to be a singer-songwriter. He actually had somebody else look at him and say, oh, you're going to be a singer-songwriter. Let me help you understand that. Right. And that's just awesome. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And I had a similar experience. So I know like what that feels like in hindsight, looking back and saying, oh, wow, It, it, it was definitely intended in that way, but it didn't feel like that in the moment. It didn't feel like, you know, David Bayes, for instance, was trying to uh, compel me to be an artist. It just felt like he was recognizing something in me and thought that if through some like symbiosis, if I spent time with him, it would, it would be clear, which it did. Yeah. It's interesting because this, this, uh, uh, young man, Jonathan Gerstel, who I'm mentoring at the College right, of Charleston. Um, Tom he, Martin Scholarship, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're going to New York. Um, the, the, all the scholars are going, and they, in order to raise money for him to be able to go, uh, the college paid him to write uh, an article about the meaning of the mentorship relationship to him. Mm. Um, and so I had to approve it so that it could get published. Okay. So he sent me the link to... Uh, 
to the article. I mean, he's a beautiful writer, has a wonderful way with words. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there crying in really? the middle of the day, you know, just. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, and that's what he talked about, really, that um, our relationship has not been one where I'm dictating what needs to be done, mm. but rather just sort of uncovering mm. things for him to do. Um, Yeah. And I feel like, you know, you touched on it earlier, just welcoming him into your world, essentially. And just having been to places that he couldn't possibly have been yet because of your age and experience, that there's going to be insights that come from that. And you mentioned like, I'm not a communications guy. But you don't really have to be because, you know. There's, I have four sisters, so I, I somewhat know how to communicate, but not in that way. Right, right, right. And, you know, you're you're running your own business. And so, you know, I know the particular attention to detail that you put on your logo and the name and the website and the photographs. And, and that's communications, you know, right. uh, the way that you word things on the website. And, um, so it's it's it was that same thing that I feel like happened to Brendan where this guy just kind of let him into his world in a way to where uh, these things started, he started soaking it up, different bits of poetry. I love right. that vision of him in a 1965 era yeah. room. And I mean, wow, what a way to transport somebody to another time, literally, yeah. you know? Right. I stayed in a place uh, uh, outside of uh, Athens, Georgia one time where the third floor was all set to pre-electricity. Huh. And talk about a transporting room. I mean, it was just really wild. Everything in the room, there wasn't a single outlet, there wasn't a single bit of electricity up there. And, and it, it definitely had a, I mean, there was, there's, there's like generally a museum-like quality to that kind of thing. But this was like, no, this is where you're staying, here's your bed. Like, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it was really cool. I mean, it was the kind of place where I remember, I'll never forget it, Robert Johns is his name, it was his parents' house. And I was heading that way just on a random adventure. Nobody was going to be home, turns out, when I showed up. And, and I, this was pre-cell phone days. And I just remember having a call back home and him saying, yeah, actually, no one's going to be there, but uh, door will be unlocked. Just make yourself at home. And I'd never met his parents, never been to his house before. And I show up to this house I've never been to, and the door's open. I mean, that, that was like the beginning of my introduction to true Southern hospitality. Like, you know, just welcome. Here right. you go. I, uh, I, I thought one of the other really interesting parts of that conversation was the whole metaphor that he created around the backpack. Yeah, me too. Um, And we got into it a little bit, you know, like the backpack was this persona of, I think, what... A famous musician. A famous musician and Capitol Records and all of that entails. And so he put down the backpack um, and and sort of went through this reflective phase of who is Brendan James. Um, I wonder if because if I was writing that story, I would say he never picked back up the backpack. Actually. Yeah. I felt like you touched on that yeah. in our conversation because he realized, you commented that he realized that the music was in him. He didn't need to. He wasn't carrying it. He wasn't carrying it. But it, I find it really fascinating that in order to come to that realization, he had to come up with a visual metaphor yeah. to, to, to realize that they, he was operating in a split personality. Right. In a way. Right. And coming out of that, so much more easeful way of operating to just say, no, no, this is just all Brendan James. And, and, and maybe I can just leave behind me famous Brendan James and just be Brendan. Right. And, you know, that authenticity is what I think, you know, carried him forward to these house shows that he's doing now where, I mean, the intimacy is just like, you can't be the guy on stage with this sort of, 
you know, uh, barrier between you and the audience when you're rolling into somebody's home and they're paying for everything, you know? It's a different connection and, and, you, and you really, I would imagine he really has to be himself all through it. Right, which is what makes it beautiful and rich and compelling, exactly. right? You know? Exactly, yeah, um, yeah. It's not this untouchable, but it's, uh, it's this guy, Brendan, who's now showing up at your house and, and you know him personally. I'm thinking about, because I always, when in conversations with my mother, we always talk, you know, we always get into deep political, philosophical conversations. And I, I always say, you know, words matter. Mm. Um, you know, actions speak louder than words, which leads you to, you know, imply that words aren't as important. Mm. But I always say words matter. Um, and I just yeah. imagine the state of being like, that confused between two identities. And I don't, I don't, I mean, I've certainly had lots of trials and tribulations. I don't know that that's one of them, um, not knew, knowing who I am, but that, that's a really, that's a mind. That's uh, a topsy turvy situation. Oh to yeah, be in. really. Right. Yeah. And, and so his ability as a songwriter to create the words and the image and, you know, that allowed him to make sense of that, um, vis-a-vis -vis metaphors and language uh, oh yeah is interesting you know yeah yeah um because it was actually a rather short period yeah it wasn't very long four months yeah, yeah um but that distance i mean yeah just to be able to say you know like i've put it down and you know i've said this before with regards to my house on john's island you know remember when i'm doing that traveling back and forth to new york mm -hmm. and things were kind of dicey the finances weren't great and 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 I was definitely fearful of losing my home. And going back and forth to New York regularly taught me that it, my home was actually in me as long as I was comfortable wherever I was. Right. And that realization allowed me to let go of my, I'm going to do air quotes here, home on John's Island. Right. And I no longer needed to hold on to it. And so now I can just enjoy it for whatever time I'm there knowing that anywhere else I am will be home as it, well. Right. It too is temporary, right? It too yeah. is temporary. Yeah. And, and just being able to let that go yeah. makes it so much more easeful being there. Yeah. But like to your point about the split, split personality thing or the, you know, the difference in like that topsy-turvy situation of being, thinking about being two different people, it, you know, that's what led me to my current situation where I work where, you know, I think... You know, it's it's so common for I think most of the world operates in this. I'm clocking into work and I'm leaving personal and family behind, and then when I clock out of work, I re-enter this personal family stage. Um, and so I was always trying to fit into that mold in some way, like okay, how do I you know do this and balance this whole back and forth? And for me, that felt a bit split. And it wasn't until I finally realized, oh, right, okay, there's no difference. There's no gray area between personal and business for me. It's all the same. Like my creative process with what I'm painting or with what I'm photographing is like I can seamlessly roll through that as I pick Bays up from school and, and, and you know, go back and, and shoot some hoop with him and then rock back out to the studio and do some more artwork. It's this, it's all one big experience that doesn't have any gray area. And to me, that feels really healthy. Yeah. Um, and I feel like uh, uh, maybe that's the kind of situation he found himself in. Like there was this split and he finally just put it all into one basket and said, yeah. okay, this is just all Brendan. And 
right. I'm going to operate from that mode from here on out. Right, right. It doesn't work for everybody. So, I mean, that's the, I, the beauty of everybody having their own unique voice and, and desires is, right. you know, uh, you get this beautiful music that comes that's so unique. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he does produce beautiful music, yeah. Um, yeah, I do really want to have a host. I, I want to be one of the hosts when he gets back in town. That'd be really fun. We should do it? that. Yeah. yeah, we should. I mean, IOP. We can do it at my place on John's yeah. Island. Whatever you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that'll be fun. We'll definitely have to catch back up with him on the flip side. I mean, I get the feeling that's what's so exciting about listening to him talking about this is knowing that there's so there are so many great things that might be so different from what he's expecting that will happen. I mean, things that he will expect will happen, but just knowing that the adventure now is like wide open. Well, he seems very in touch with that, right? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's set the yeah. framework, but now it's letting go, right? Yeah. We, we talk about that all the time where, you know, you, it's good if you're sailing to have a vision of the horizon, mm -hmm. but you tack with where the wind is blowing. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, and that's the perfect metaphor for it. I mean, yeah. to me, that's the essence of balance. You know, is, right. is is not staying so rigid. You know, there's so often um, when you have that kind of open perspective, uh, uh, a door or a window will open that that you would not have noticed if you were hyper focused on the horizon the whole time. Right. So you hold the horizon and then step back and look around. Right. Right. It's a balance, you know. But you know, again, back to balance. You know, we've talked about this so many times. I think it's important to remind people that, at least for me, balance is not some precarious knife edge. To me, true balance is is, is feeling really stable uh, uh, and being able to pivot, being able to fall down and get back up and not have it feel like the entire uh, house of cards fell around you, you know? Yeah, I keep going back to that image of like a teeter-totter, you know, and the, mm -hmm. the, the implication being that balance is when that is perfectly horizontal. And I don't, that, that's, that's not reality, right? And the balance is like being able to go up and down on either side with depth mm -hmm. and not losing stability. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, you know, my mom always talked about that equanimity, I guess, is that that's a, a, a Buddhist, Buddhist term. principle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and after my father passed away and, you know, the, there's a lot of people want you to just be okay, you know, and, oh, yeah. and you're not in those moments. And, and I remember her always saying like, you know, I think the depth of my sadness uh, is equivalent on the other side to the depth of my happiness. Right? Mm. And so I'm not trying to minimize either of them. I'm trying to feel both of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like so, Chris Jordan said, you know, if you don't feel it fully in the moment, uh, uh, it's going to stagnate within you and create blockages. And, and you know, you see, might as well go deep while it's, well, well, it's while there. the deep end's there, yeah. <laughs> you know. I would also like to meet his wife because it sounds like just you could hear him talking about that relationship and how yeah. important she's been on his journey and and how beautiful and He's able to help her with with her lifelong dream, you know, special yeah. special yeah. relationship. And if you hadn't, you know, people who are listening, if you haven't listened to Robert Lang's episode, you know, that'll you can go back and reference that. But he talks about how, and I remember I was showing artwork at Rob's gallery at the time when he said, "Oh man, one of my good friends is coming to town," and you know, Curry, our gallery manager, is so pivotal to our business. And I just get the feeling that Brendan's going to roll in. Those two are going to fall in love. And dang it, I'm going to be equal parts happy and 
sad. Like, I'm going to lose my that's right. gallery manager. I forgot that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Right. and so that's who he was talking about. Okay. And that's exactly what happened. Right. Brendan rolled into town, met Curry, and then they were just, they, they were off to New York. Right. And then to California. <laughs> I love it. He didn't want to live in L.A., so he lived in Pasadena. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, w- wonder- wonderful, you know, time spent with him and, and glad to make that connection and, uh, and you know, hope everybody enjoyed it as much as we did. Yeah, and, and, and looking forward to checking back up with him once he's uh, had some, some uh, distance on his journey uh, under his belt. That sounds exciting, good stuff. So, um, again, you know, you can follow him, Brendan James, on all the, all the social media and, and Spotify, iTunes. And um, we usually just end right with our uh, theme song, but uh, we're going to break the mold here. And, and we want everybody to be able to hear one of his pieces right now. So... Here's a a piece, one of my personal favorites by Brendan called uh, Green. Zeppelin never left her, never died or second guessed her, painted on her body. The stars would never hurt her, never lie, never desert her, painted on her body. She prayed to God when she was young Up to the storm a calm would come above her I thought that I could be the one To part the clouds before the sun above her oh, oh. Green reminds me Of everything we did It blinds me It rushes through my head It finds me close to you again Green reminds me Of everything we said, it blinds me It rushes through my head, it finds me Close to you again Mother moves to town again, holds her upside down again Said it's nice to see her Brenda, now you've got to come She's where I get my smile from I'd like for you to meet her was pain and pride, I stepped behind her while she tried, I loved her And all she wore from head to floor was shades of green from our store I loved her, oh, oh Green reminds me of everything we did, it blinds me It rushes through my head, it finds me close to you again Everything we did, it blinds me It rushes through my head, it finds me Close to you Green reminds me Of everything we did, it blinds me It rushes through my head, it finds me Close to you 
distinctly your own has never been traversed. Celebrate the path that is your call to adventure. This show is brought to you by Objectivity Squared Wealth Management, helping families strategize, execute, Monitor and communicate their financial decisions. Learn more at objectivitysquared.com.